Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the Kindest Podcast. In this episode, I invite a very good friend of mine, Laura Williams, to the show. Laura is a wellness coach, an alignment coach, a businesswoman, entrepreneur, and I have to say, probably one of the most energised people I've met in a very long time. In the show, we talk about everything from travel to aphrodisiac tea and everything in between. Oh, and you'll hear the name Joe in the background. He's just our producer. Listen, guys, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hi, how's it going? Well, welcome to The Kindest Podcast. My name's Tim. Uh, I'm really excited uh, for this one, and uh, I think you will be too, because my next guest is, I, I kid you not, is one in a million. She is a holistic health coach, alignment coach, I'd say a businesswoman, entrepreneur, and probably recently, probably one of the funniest people <laughs> I've actually uh, met in a very, very long time. Um, when you listen to this, I believe that you will leave not only happier, smarter, but most definitely kinder. Laura Williams, welcome to the show. Hello, thank oh, you for having me. You're welcome, sweetheart. You're I was welcome. trying not to laugh through the whole of that <laughs> intro. It was beautiful. Thanks, well, I forgot Tim. to I forgot to mention actually <laughs> that you have the most infectious laugh as well. And, and off, uh, I won't say off camera, but off mic, but on mic. Um, we were just trying to gauge how that laugh was going to work. How that's going to work technically. Oh, no, I think it will. I think it will. Uh, did I tell you about the story about when I was younger going to um, circuses with my mum and dad? <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the infectious laugh. So I'd go to like the circus with my mum, dad and my little brother. And um, I'd just be laughing and laughing and laughing. I've always had this, like, big, big laugh. Like, it, I don't know where it comes from. I can be, like, not feeling that great, and then suddenly I laugh, and it's like, woo! And um, people would just be staring at me. And I was like, why are people staring at me? And my dad was like, they're laughing, they're looking at you. They're laughing at your laugh. Oh, no way. <laughs> no, but in, like, a really kind of cute so way. So did it come from going to the circus, or...? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I was born with the laugh. Um, <laughs> 
just one of those situations where it was like brought to my attention. Right, that apparently okay. I've got quite so it was a, always it was always your laugh, infectious yeah. laugh. So it was always your laugh then. Yet, and this is interesting because the things that shape us and make us can sometimes be the things that we're born with. And yeah. you had the laugh, and as far as you were concerned, that was just your laugh. It was only <laughs> until others, your dad in this instance, showed that other people were commenting on the laugh. Which is, in a way, I think um, a representation of human nature because we are often, just my worldview, we're, we're often aware of ourselves to a point and it's only when others then yeah. make us aware of perhaps our own insecurities or our own sort of uh, skills, etc. We suddenly become well, self-conscious. Our own gifts. Yeah, you know, very much like, so. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the thing. We go around thinking that we haven't got all these beautiful gifts, as, you know, and other people see these gifts in us and they're yeah. like, oh my God, that's uh-huh. beautiful. And it's the purest thing when you're just being yourself. Yeah. I, and that is, that's what I do for a living. I help pull people back to themselves. And we'll, we'll talk about you know, your, your skill and what you do. Um, but just for the listeners as well, before we started, you very kindly recommended we drink some tea. Just tell us about what this magic tea is. <laughs> we're, we're going there? Are we going to talk we about We are going the there, yeah. I, I think um, this the listeners will be really interested I mean, to find out what the, what the tea is. <laughs> Throughout the whole of like COVID, I just got more and more and more drawn to nature. Absolutely drawn to nature. And um, I did this uh, holistic healing nutrition course with the Academy of Healing Nutrition. And they taught me about all these amazing teas and herbs and elixirs and remedies. And it's just literally being called back to my roots, back to my roots, back to my roots. Absolutely love it. I think, um, I don't know, I've probably got a past life as some kind of like medicine woman or something like that or a witch. Um, 100% I'm a witch. Anyway, um, so now everywhere I go, I take tea as a gift. And this is one that I found recently, Damiana tea. Damiana tea. And it's brilliant for like headaches and digestion and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really good for anxiety and just relaxing you. So I thought it'd be good for this, but it's also really good for your libido. Wow. <laughs> and it's an aphrodisiac. Well, listen, all those, um, those men out there, or women, it is Christmas soon. So perhaps you might want to... <laughs> Damiana tea. You want to get some Damiana tea, definitely. So is it... Um, Tasty, right? Because I know yeah, it is actually. It's got, it reminds, yes, it's it, well, no, it is. It reminds me of a green tea. But is it from Australasia? Is it? It's got no um, caffeine. I think it, yeah, no caffeine. Oh right. Yeah, I wouldn't give you caffeine at this time of night. Oh, you're joking. So are you a sort of zero caffeine after a particular? Me- no, I think caffeine up until about lunchtime. But oh, I mean, I could go, I could talk about coffee yeah. um, and the energetics of food and stuff for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's probably all linked to being kind. Okay. You know, because it's how you nourish yourself. Sure. At sure. the end of the day, isn't it? But yeah, coffee, yeah. we are, uh, you know, obviously we've sat in a wonderful coffee shop right now. Coffee. Yeah. Sometimes needs to be limited because okay. you can get a little bit wired, can't you? So it, well, caffeine it's free. It's true. I think some people um, need that lift to get them through. Oh, I need that coffee in the morning. Oh, I need the coffee to keep me going. Whereas others, I would say yourself or I included, <laughs> I think we mentioned this before when we chatted that you need to go away and to energise. Is that right? Remind me oh, yeah, I love, I love being, people. Uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. love people. But I'm one of those people that gets my energy from myself. Okay. And being introverted and going and resting and going and, you know, having a bit of a restoration on my own and being right, introverted. Okay. Right. Whereas I know some people get all of their energy from the external. Right. And they get all of their energy from other people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely need to... So, and that leads me on to 
asking the question about, so you are very much a self-motivator, would you say? Or you, you don't need others to go, right, Laura, come on, let's do this. You're like, you're the one who gets the party started, basically. Oh, God, always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I don't yeah, I've always just got, I've, I've, I mean, I've had my own business for years, yeah. like three or four years now. And, and just tell us about a, that. What, what, well, it's the secret inspirer. Um, that is my business. So I, essentially, I help people get in their flow. Okay. I help people kind of guide people, come back to their truest alignment, their truest place of authenticity. Okay. Um, you know, focusing on their truest self, their purpose, why they're here on this planet. Because so I really believe that we're all here to have like the most beautiful, biggest human experiences possible. So question, are people not aligned generally? Oh, I mean, do you feel aligned? I don't. I'll be, no, I'll be honest, I, I don't. I'll be honest, I don't. Um, and... Um, this is something that I think I've, if I use the word struggled, it probably sounds stronger than it probably is. And, and this is probably where your expertise comes in. Um, I don't know if, and I've mentioned this before, I don't know if creatives struggle, and I'll use the word struggle in this instance, struggle with finding who they are. And so perhaps they're not aligned or they're not aligned with the right thing or people and maybe that's what well, there's, you're, you're yeah doing. it's almost like you're getting aligned to something on the external that you think you need to be right okay but where the magic is is going within and really kind of recalibrating and connecting to yourself in okay. your most natural state uh-huh. um and just feeling into yourself and and, and embracing all parts of you uh-huh and loving all parts of you and being kind to yourself. Right. Like this is a huge thing that I talk to sure. my clients about is kindness sure, sure. and self-belief and how we talk to ourselves in our own heads uh-huh. um, and how we show up for ourselves and how we nourish ourselves. Do you think people um, have a, generally this is, do you think people talk to themselves in a positive or a negative uh, voice? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in everybody's heads, but it does it does feel like people have got this kind of talk, this pattern of self-depreciating, sure. you know, kind of putting themselves down, comparing themselves to other people right. on the external, looking at other people's lives and thinking that theirs aren't as good, looking on social, social media, media <laughs> like getting sucked into all of that stuff, which is literally like every single person that you see, mm you're only ever seeing like the tip of the iceberg of them, right? And that is what they're willing to share. Mm -hmm. And that's what you see on social media, right? So you can't go around life looking on the external, comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourselves to people on social media and not feeling good because you've got no idea um, and, you know, this all kind of links to compassion. Yes, yeah. Which yeah. is very just, linked to kindness, yes, exactly. you know? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Just and, thinking um, yeah, being kind of compassionate for yourself and, and your journey and other people's journeys, uh-huh. I think, is a, a huge thing. Do you think people um, seek validation from others, generally? Or do you think... Because my, my view is that... You could always argue it's a, it's a Christian view, but... No, actually, it wouldn't be a Christian view. I, I was about to say we're all born kind and this is something we could perhaps address yeah. or we are from a christian view and correct if i'm wrong uh, listeners but a christian view is that we're all born dare i say evil and then through redemption we save ourselves is yeah christian view? i probably wouldn't follow that one well, but you know that. each Please, to their uh, own <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm, I'm definitely more there. about the kind of innate kindness sure. and that we are love okay and it's coming back to love okay right and we live we definitely live in a space of fear 
And I think that's where people that are unkind, mm -hmm. potentially, that kind of comes from there. You know, like hurt people hurt people, don't they? Right, okay. So all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. So listen, so for me, and that leads us on to that kind of that, that first question, which I suppose is a general question, but it's a question that I ask all my guests, and it's what does kindness actually mean to you? Well, I did actually have a little look yeah. on Google. Okay. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Only because I'm a Virgo, and Google you know, I just was like, I wonder what their definition of kindness is. And I actually really liked it because okay. I was kind of thinking, like, well, well, what is kindness? Um, we're not interviewing uh, Google. We're interviewing Laura. But okay, let's, let's see what uh, Laura via Google. Uh, what is says. kindness? What is kindness? And <laughs> and it's the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. And I love that because it is it is lovely, isn't it? It's just that kind of. Uh, like just being friendly and just giving. And I think for me, it, there's definitely a sense of it not being altruistic or of it being altruistic in terms of like, you're not really getting anything back from it. You're just being kind, just in that moment. And I think this is the thing where like, yeah, that, I think it's a beautiful thing where something happens in life. Like there's an experience where yeah. you kind of bump into someone uh -huh. And kindness, because it's innate and I feel like it's in you, it just kind of spills out. So you're oh, like, oh, I'm not sure. People. So what happens when you're brought up in an environment where there is a lack of kindness around you? How does that work from your, your perspective? Well, so you think that people who have got a lack of kindness around them, they don't know how to be kind. Well, one could argue we are products of our environment. And so... There's one school of thought that says nature nurture, the environment that you're brought up in will determine the person you become or it's the people around you. Uh, I don't know. I, if you're brought up in a household where there is a lack of kindness, my view is you're probably not going to be kind yourself. Do you disagree? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of traits that I was probably brought up around, which I have not modelled myself. Right. <laughs> and not, I definitely, were... I'm not saying that I was brought up in an unkind environment because sure. I really wasn't. I think my mum is probably one of the kindest people on this planet. Okay. Like she literally epitomises that kind of friendliness, generosity um, and consideration. Okay. Like, like I said before, she, she would literally give her like last 10 pounds to a complete stranger. She's right. just so generous and so giving and she's not sat there waiting for it to come back. Uh -huh. And I think that's what it is. And I don't, I don't know what her environment was like when she was younger. And I, I mean, I think there's, there's, it's not just your close environment. You have so many factors that influence you. Yeah all around you and there's so many people that have come through really really hard times and come out and created incredible True. lives True. and True. been incredibly light and True. actually sometimes it gives you the most opportunity to learn the biggest opportunity to learn mm. and the biggest opportunity for growth sure because sure. it doesn't feel good right yeah. and and naturally I think we've kind of got into a state and we tell ourselves stories that life needs to be hard and all that kind of stuff and we've got into this state that we have to work hard to be successful and all of that kind of stuff but like and we make things harder for ourselves and we do struggle I think in life more than we need to because we can choose whether or not we want to struggle or not but I think naturally we always kind of will given time or given the space gravitate towards what feels good and what feels right 
and you know towards the light like a plant sure, you know sure. <laughs> like, no again I'm, I'm just thinking about you touched on a couple of things that jumped out and we touched on this previously the idea of failure and not succeeding and how that drives certain people interesting is what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong is that you can come from the bottom you can go from the hardest of environments and you can make it well it depends what your version of making it is well yeah true true um I think for, for me <clears throat> the, the challenge that I've had is viewing and knowing that um there will always be difficult times. Yeah. However, I don't know where this comes from. Well, maybe I do know where this comes from. But for me, it's knowing that I will succeed, even though the toughest of times and the hardest of times that have been and will come, I know that I'll overcome them. I don't know if that's yeah. kindness, but it's knowing that... Well, that's, that kind of, that's strength, is that, is that, isn't it? Yeah. That's kind of, that's having something about you that you can... And is that an alignment? You touched on alignment in terms of what you do. Is that having a strong alignment to something? I think that's having the tools. Okay. You know, having certain practices. In my, I, I talk a lot about rituals and nature and practices and all sorts well, of things. Well, tell us. So what are the rituals that you do and recommend? <laughs> it's like... Um, some of the rituals that yeah. I do? Sure, sure. Oh, God. There's so many rituals. I... I absolutely love. I think for me, rituals are that thing that kind of brings you back home to yourself, right? Okay. When you're feeling disconnected and like all over the place. And, you know, right now we've got a really powerful full moon a couple of days away. And a lot of people are feeling very kind of chaotic. It's a oh. lunar eclipse. Now, Laura. Before... I'm sure we'll go on to moons. <laughs> well, do you know, do you know I'm, la- I'm laughing because... Um, Laura's big on this, and um, we touched on this briefly it's before. Nature. And um, we are and she's, nature. Um, she's mad for it, to be fair. And so I want um, you, uh, and you being uh, the person who's listening, um, to really get a full understanding of of the reasons why we have these guests on the show. And it's to inform you, to educate you, to entertain you. And um, I'm smiling because, yes, we are going to get onto the, the, the elements of the moon. And whether you believe in that or not, or horoscopes... You can't hope... not believe in the moon. It's, I can see it there. It's in the sky. <laughs> it's scientific. So tell us, what's, what's happening now? In the, what's happening now in, in the, uh, the lunar Well, we've landscape? got, in two days, on Friday, we've got the Taurus full moon lunar eclipse. Right? Okay. It's the start of eclipse season. Right. Which is going to go on for a, a couple of weeks uh, a few weeks and so that's friday the 19th uh, everybody friday the 19th 2021 november. yeah yeah of november um oh, it's a very very powerful energy okay. i mean if you want me to talk about moons now no, or do you I, I do, talk I'm, about I'm, rituals yeah I mean, sure no, fair, I, it's yeah. kind of linked because i do do a lot of full moon rituals sure so i'll be doing a ritual on friday okay so making the most of the energy of the moon so okay. full moons mm-hmm. very intense times like you can see the full, the moon in the sky right now is lit okay the whole sky is lit behind joe's head behind that light and that is the time where we have got the most energy but we're kind of and and the moon shines a light the full moon shines a light on all of our shadows okay and all the things that we kind of need to bring to the surface in order to release and it's a beautiful time to release okay and i do like a full moon ceremony where we'll write down we'll sit around a fire pit on friday night i'll do some of these locally so you're both invited. Okay. Everyone's, everyone's invited. And um, we'll write down all the things that we want to release. Okay. And then we'll also write down um, on a piece of paper all the people that we want to forgive. 
So all of this stuff is really heavy stuff that we carry around with us. Uh-huh. And we evolve. We're always, we're evolving humans. Every single moment, we're kind of a different version of ourselves. Uh-huh. We're not the same person we were yesterday. Right. So there's certain things that just don't serve us anymore. And then I, I throw that into the fire pit and just literally let that all burn. Do you know that? I had a picture in my mind. <laughs> <coughs> and... Um, it was of the Bond film. That, the context of that. So those of you listening, if you <laughs> haven't just seen, I had a cat jump into my head. What, no, yeah, what was the, um, it was the, the James Bond film, the latest film. Um, are, we, are we going? Are we talking about moons still? We are talking about moons. Yes. Okay. About college, so um, and, and the fire pit. I was talking about uh, an element. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm going to spoil the film for you. No, I'm not. But there's an element in the film where there's a, um, a scene where a piece of paper is is burnt. And, oh, away. Yeah. and that reminded me of that so I imagine it's the idea of it's, it's energy it's shifting right. energy sure, and it's sure, beautiful sure. and all of these rituals they're really the things that we've done for years and years and years right. that really just bring us back to ourselves and they give us so much comfort uh-huh. and joy and peace and it's so have just you always, um, have you always been a hippie? <laughs> am I a hippie? Um, I I've always had this wicked sense of wanting to be free right ever since I was young ever since I was sat in school being taught in ways I did not want to be taught I was looking out the window like oh god this is like there's bigger things out there there's bigger so things. you're sitting there you and those kids and, and I'm seeing a pattern here and, and that pattern is you know it's that entrepreneur it's that person with a creative mind oh he never listens I can see it in you so Oh, did I not listen? Well, I, well, I don't know, but I, I just get a sense. From... I, I listened and I kind of knew what was going on. Well, that's what I mean. A lot, yeah, it doesn't I knew mean... that there was better of out course. there for me. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and um, just for those people out there who perhaps are like that or have children like that, it does not mean that that child, that person who is perhaps not paying attention does not Do get not it. Do not extinguish that yeah. joy and that spark yeah. from a child yeah. because of a system that has been created... Without doubt, yeah, that without doubt. ...that is absolutely not there for every single human so what's being. what's your view on the, um, on the education system then? Oh, gosh. Well, we have jumped from moons. <laughs> See what I did there? But um, I... Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't got children of my own, so I'm not close to the education system. Obviously, you've got three yeah, children. Yeah. I know for me, being part of it, um, it, I really believe that relationships and environments and everything that we have should bring out the best in you. And it did not bring out the best in me in any way. There was right. so much like untapped potential stuff that at nearly 40, right. I'm kind of coming to the realisation of... Which you know you could have it could have been nurtured in you or whatever when you were younger, right, and it okay. takes years and years and years. And I think it's the, we're so focused on the academic, and we're fo- so focused on this structure of kind of learning. And learning is brilliant, right? Everything in life, like learn as much as you can, mm. share knowledge. Mm-hmm. That is what life is about. It's beautiful. But there's so much missing, I think, for me. And that th- things like love and kindness and being taught things like that mm-hmm. are missing from school and the education system. So how system. would you... Um, and mindfulness and, like, and helping people, helping children. I know that now we're starting to see in schools like yoga and meditation and the importance right. of nourishing right. children. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could talk about that for years. Yeah. Um, and the importance of moving around. 
um, and, you know, shifting energy. And, I, you know, I really hope there's a day where people talk about chakras and like all the different energy. And So you're saying that schools at the moment don't touch on that at all? No, I'm saying that they now do. Oh, right, OK. I, I right. mean, like I said, I'm not close to the education system, yeah. so I don't know how far-reaching this is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely, you know, my little... Um, my little eight-year-old Isaac, my best friend's kid. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I know he's from Huddersfield. He's like, I want to show you treepers. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> that was my um, Huddersfield accent. Yeah, um, <laughs> needs a little bit of work, but it's brilliant, and I love that. Yeah, and like, and it's life skills, right? It's all of the things that. Um, all the practices I talk to my clients about uh-huh. like why have we not been taught them like in our culture right, okay. in the west you know why is that not the basis of what we're being taught in, in a school environment like how to feel well and sure. how to so feel do you happy think, sorry to interrupt you there do you think that principles that could be argued to be of an eastern philosophy view should be taught in western society well i don't know what is exactly taught in eastern schools but i know that a lot of the you know ayurveda and the traditional chinese medicine and all the and yoga and all the stuff that i've kind of started to learn it's huge so i'm just scratching the surface um all those kind of practices and stuff obviously come from the east um but i think yeah like and why would we need to think why do we need to think about a division Right. We're humans. Like this is something that I really believe in. Like we are all humans on Mother Earth. Right. And we have created divides. We have created lines all over the place. Borders. They're not real. Right. Yeah. Um, But, you know, all the all these amazing ancient traditions and stuff. Like, why would we not? Use that Mm -hmm. because you can see the beauty and the impact um, of them and mm. just sitting simply sitting for like 10 minutes and I did this today because of the full moon yeah. I felt a bit kind of discombobulated uh-huh. um, as if you'd, you've had a bit too much caffeine right. and um, I just sat down for 10 minutes and closed my eyes and I know we've talked about meditating sure, and stuff yeah, like that yeah, before yeah. and you're like oh my god like I can't like I can't do it. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna be like looking at the corner of my yeah, eye and yeah, be like yeah. oh you know yeah. who's looking at me all that kind of stuff but it just brings you back to you and it's just about connecting to your inner self mm-hmm. and just slowing down. We've got so much um, stuff on the external that we're consuming all the time. So do you practice yoga? Yeah. What style? Um, vinyasa flow is okay. my thing that I like doing or um, restorative. I've got one of my favorite yoga teachers in the world, Annie. Um, amazing, amazing restorative yoga teacher. And that is a really slow, you're just kind of mostly on the floor with a bolster and doing like holding positions and whatever. But whenever I've had like hard times in my, why are you smiling at me weirdly? I'm smiling because it's, it's, it's true what you were about to say about hard times in <laughs> yoga helping. Whenever I've had hard times. Yeah. And like, I remember I met Annie after a huge big like pivotal moment in my life where I had a massive breakup after uh-huh. 10 years and I was broken yeah and this restorative yoga I went there I was living in Dulwich at the time so it was in Peckham the studio yeah went there every Wednesday for about a year and just that point in the week and this is a ritual that point in the week coming to that class right. and just being slow and still and yin uh-huh. and you know there is obviously yin and yang in you everything on, in the yeah. world and could yeah. you um, for, for the purpose of, of those who listening um and there'll be people who are well versed in this but for those who aren't just give us a brief top line 
um, regarding yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah. Well, yin um, is very much kind of earth energy. It's women are yin. Mm-hmm. Um, men are more yang. And that's more kind of the sky and the more kind of expansive, the sun going outward, action, all that kind of stuff, the masculine energy. Um, and the, yeah, and the feminine energy is the yin, kind of more nourishing, grounding, nurturing kind of stuff. And but can together you have both? we make a whole, 100%. Right, okay. And this is something I like really find important to talk about at the moment with so many people being burnt out, so many people being stressed, anxious, overwhelmed. And um, this is absolutely not like a male and female thing because every single human has masculine and feminine energy. It's like duality, right? We can't have night without day. Got it. Everything. Sure. And we sit a lot in our masculine energy. And, you know, me with a corporate marketing background for years and years and years in London, like I was, and this is kind of why I do what I do, the Super Inspirer. Um, I sat in my masculine energy so much, pushing, 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 action, action, action. You know, you've got to deliver all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oof. And, it, and it, everyone's burning out. And right. people are not being themselves. People are not being kind right. because they're not fueling themselves. Sure, sure. They're not coming back to that nourishing, slower, nurturing, intuitive, very powerful mm-hmm. feminine energy, which we all carry. And Question. I think that's like a, Question. the secret. Do you think kindness gets results faster than a lack of kindness? I mean, I guess if you're a kind person, you're pro- probably more likely to be happy and all of that kind of stuff. So I think that happy, um, empowered, motivated people, energised people... Mm-hmm. And you're kind of putting all of those things together, um, are more likely to get stuff done in a more beautiful way. Right. Because okay. as, as well, it's probably more likely to be genuine. That yeah. is our natural state. Okay. All of these things are our natural states. Yeah. Love and joy, kindness, happiness. This is all natural. Uh-huh. That's what we are born as. So do you think we. Um... It's, it's interesting you say that, but for, as I'm listening to you, and, as so the podcast progress over the next few months and, and years, I hope, I want to find a pattern in, in what we're saying. And each guest that I speak to will have their own view on kindness, whether it's giving time. He talks about your mum being the most genuine, kind person that would give, them, give someone that last you know, the 10p coat on their back, etc. It reminds me of the, and my mum's um, um, very religious, and um, it reminds me of the Good Samaritan story, right? Um, and I wonder whether or not I, I'm, I'm struggling to get an understanding, and maybe through the course of the podcasts that we do, I get an answer. But I wonder whether if people are genuinely kind, or if it's a learned thing. I want to get your view your, your on that. So you learn to be kind. I mean, I think you can focus on kindness, and you can grow that. You can be, you can have an intention to be more, a more kind person, I guess. It's not like something that you're born with, like a level of kindness, and then that's it. You've got 70% kindness <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, you've got, yeah, you've got a big thing about this kind of, are you born with it? Like, it's like something that, um, 
I don't know. I, do, I believe in all, all of humanity and I mm. don't think anyone's born unkind. I definitely don't think um, anything, anyone's born evil and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think maybe we have predispositions to certain stuff okay. or certain traits. And then obviously our environment mm-hmm. will either facilitate the more desirable stuff or the less desirable stuff, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like... I think it's in us all that kind of natural friendliness but it gets clouded and it gets pushed down because we've got so much pressure on us Mm. like living life nowadays is hard and I mean I can't maybe I I do believe that I'm an eternal soul so I have had past lives but I can't talk about those right now but like (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah like life is hard now do you think life is tough? hey? do you think life is tough? Yeah, I think life is tough. I, this is a story, though, again, isn't it, right? And I had talked to clients about ease all the time. And I had talked about clients about law of attraction. And I talk about, like, um, vibrations and attracting what you put, back, put out there, right? And focusing on the good stuff. And if you have a mindset that life is easy, you can make life easy. Right, okay. So, but I think there's definitely stuff around us and in the conditioning that we have in our society for like a lot of material stuff, we have to get on the ladder. We have to like, in order to be successful, we have to have this job title, we have to have this car and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So I think that's all like pretty challenging and hard, but uh-huh. I, it's not really real, is it? So, so when you pull it all back to what you really actually want to do and your purpose on uh-huh. this planet, and you follow the stuff that feels good because that is really what I believe we're here to do. There's the answers. Okay. If it's feeling like I talk to you all the time about following the path of least resistance. Exactly. When yeah. you're stuck, yeah. have a minute. What is the path of least resistance? Like if someone would have told me that like 20 years ago, I would have done a lot less struggling and a lot less challenging. Do you think age has something to do with that though as well? Because age. as we get yeah, older. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's some like kids. I think kids like have got it all in them, right? Uh, and then it kind of gets kids, teenagers. What do you mean? Because I know some 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 lazy ass teenagers that just don't get it. Then you've got some really switched on bright kids yeah. that do get it. And what you're saying is, oh, if only I knew this years ago, my life would have been completely different. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's like you. It's life is almost like now it's a process of unlearning all the stuff that we learn because that teenager who was going god everything's so hard and you know the one that's getting sucked into all the social media and the one that needs all the external validation wasn't born like that like that is something that was learnt over the course of that person you know getting older and older Uh and the environment and and you know the consumption of media and you know whatever um, that they've kind of been affected by. No, I get it. I get it. Um, I wonder. I, I, if I was listening to this, I'd think, okay, yeah. I'm learning more about being myself, about being centred, being more aligned. I'm learning more about taking a moment, taking stock, which I think is really important. Again, the, the purpose of the podcast is for me to explore this idea of kindness and whether there is a pattern with kindness to do with, with people or, or careers or jobs or companies. And I hope that through all of this, I can get to a point where I'm going, I, I get it. So I kind of know for myself, Laura, to be fair, my head is just always on. 
Yeah. And I take, you know, when you asked me a, a moment ago, why are you smiling? I was smiling because I was telling the story about um, when you started a yoga practice. I remember many years ago, my wife and I, we went to India. Uh, I think it was in Goa or Kerala. Uh, I think it might have been in Goa. And um, we went on a, a, a trek, like a, a Buddhist trek, and climbed up this mountain. And my brain's like, oh, bloody hell, how far is this? You know. <laughs> and just my mind's very much on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And then we all sort of chilled out and we all sat on this piece of grass and it was all very like, um. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, next, next, next. So I want to learn and to hopefully you can tell present. me or teach me and teach our <laughs> listeners what I need to do to just calm my brain down. Now, I know that I need to take a moment and stop. And I have, to your credit, been <laughs> using... Okay, Tim, path of least resistance, path of least, path of least resistance. Take a moment. So for our listeners out there, can you give us some, some key tips or takeaways that you can think you know what, these three things or two things or four things, what you need to do is just live that more calmer, aligned life. If that's not too much to ask. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of talking about presence. Okay. You know, being present, aren't mm -hmm. you? And I think we miss a lot of our lives living in the future. Um, and I think a lot of anxiety is caused by living in the future um, to something that, uh, thinking about things that probably won't actually ever even happen. Right. Or we, you know, if we're depressed or a bit slower and lower, then we're probably living in the past a little bit. The actual beauty and the only thing that is real and the magic is right now, this minute. And I, I love that you're such a creative person and you you'd be like a Vata um, constitution in Ayurveda, very much like forward thinking, looking to the future, creative, like this idea, this idea, this idea, and absolutely love that. And it's wonderful. And I'm kind of, kind of like that myself. But you do miss a lot of the magic and the beauty of life with, you know, when you're just constantly, like on that Buddhist trek, you're in <laughs> India, in the most beautiful the place, <laughs> like having the human experience that you're here to have. Right. And you're racing around thinking of like, I mean, I do a lot of like, what am I going to have for dinner and stuff? Because I'm always thinking about my stomach. But really, because <laughs> food is joy, right? Food yeah, is very much so. So, but it's all about coming back to now, coming back to now, coming back to now. Yeah. And I've said to you before, like, can you try and, if you don't like meditation, you know, and I know people are a bit kind of averse to meditation uh -huh. sometimes. Can you just have moments in the day where even if you're sat and having... Is this a, your ritual thing you were talking about before? Yeah, it can okay. be. Okay. It can be a ritual. Right. So like a morning, I mean, morning rituals, morning routines can literally change your life. Sure. Like, so if you're getting up in a morning and you're sitting and having a cup of like um, lemon and ginger tea uh -huh. and you do that every morning for 10 minutes and you do not look at your phone and you just sit. And you don't think about your to-do list. Maybe you get yourself oh. in late. He's already thinking, no. <laughs> but it's a habit, right? right? Everything that we do is a habit. Uh -huh. So you're now in a habit of living in the future, right? And something that might be really good for True you story. is writing, writing stuff down, journaling. Mm -hmm. Like in a morning, journaling is like a game changer. Um, well, this what are your thoughts on exercise? Because I've been up early doors um, over the last uh, few weeks. Four or five in the morning, sitting there thinking, oh, what could I do? I'm going to be up at seven. I've been going to the gym. Is exercise a good thing? Is that? Of course it yeah? is. Okay. Oh, exercise cool. is a great thing. It sounds like you've got a lot of energy as well. Oh, so just burn it off. Yeah. yeah. Getting up and doing the exercise in the morning. Absolutely brilliant thing. You touched on something that um, is 
one of my passions and um, you talk some th- about food. Oh, yeah. I love food. What's your favourite food or your oh food type, your cuisine? God. Oh, well, with the healing nutrition stuff, the Academy of Healing Nutrition that I've been doing, we talk a lot about uh, kind of Japanese, like ramen, ah, okay. misos. It's all about local, seasonal, organic gorgeous nourishing food it's not about kind of being on a diet or whatever it's Uh about really nourishing yourself and it like creating a joyful experience Uh with food by making food or whatever so this time of year it's like loads of stews and loads of soups and ground i need a lot of grounding Uh you need a lot of grounding this is the presence thing again sweet potatoes root vegetables Uh think about coming back down to the earth okay like eating all of that kind of stuff, root vegetables, it just, it really helps you to ground. Okay. Like the yin, nurturing stuff. Yeah, you yeah. must have a lot of yang, like, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is brilliant. Uh-huh. But, you know, offsetting it with some of that yin uh-huh. is going to be so magical. What's, um, what's your, or what has been your, and I'm reaching it back to the kindness piece, but um, what's been your, your most favourite experience eating food in a, in a restaurant? What's your, your favourite restaurant? Oh my God, like in the world? Yeah, yeah. And there's a two parts question. Uh, so, there's two parts to the question. And if you could eat a particular type of food, what would it be? Obviously, you mentioned the Asian and, uh, yeah, style. And, the and where would you be? I think I know the answer where you'd well, be. Well, uh, yeah, we've not even talked about this <laughs> yet. Haven't. But I mean, I'm very mindful these days about like where my foods come from. Right. R- rarely eat meat and stuff like that but um, I don't eat so much dairy unless it's like wicked good quality Okay. and I like to think about where the foods come from and the you know all that kind of stuff um, I do eat fish and I, as long as it's happy fish that has had a happy life uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and I know like, <laughs> you know where it's come from and all that kind of stuff I love fish and sitting in Ibiza like we're next you know, to the sea, that, and which was the, is the my soul home, <laughs> eating fish uh-huh. with just some like oil, garlic, you yeah. know, whatever. Delicious. Oh my God. In the summer, in the sun uh-huh. is just my heaven. And I mean, I could talk about all sorts of places all over the world yeah, that I've yeah. eaten amazing food and, and I love traveling and I love, you know, before COVID loved going all over the place, but yeah. for some reason, and we've talked about Ibiza a we lot. Have, we have. We have the common love for Ibiza. And I've been going there for 20 years. And it just, it's the energy of the island. Yeah. It keeps bringing you back and bringing you back and bringing you back. And it's just beautiful. And we said this before when we chatted um, before we recorded about Ibiza being that, that place. And, and we touched on with it was that, that hippie haven or that kind of pill poppers paradise. But people have that kind of sense. And when you're listening to this, you'll think, oh, God. Ibiza, no, not for me, not really for me, or you'll you'll just get it. So I, I don't want to yeah. be an advocate of it, although I am. But you'll just you either get it or you don't. Would you agree? You yeah. get it or you don't. And it's great that not everyone gets it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> more than people do. But it's like from going from my twenties to nearly forty, yeah. like I have done every version of Ibiza possible, right. and what brings me back now is just the absolute beauty of the island and then the people. Do you think it's becoming more and more populated or overpopulated by? 
I don't know. I think I know that it's had a bit of a breather in the last couple of years because it's a seasonal place and obviously the season was killed for the last couple of years. Uh, Well, certainly last year. And what was beautiful about it and what I saw from the people that live there that I know, they were just like the nature was just in absolute abundance. And it was just gorgeous. Wow. Uh, Sorry, I can't even remember the question now, but I was, I just... I'm just like it's just amazing. So where do you stay on the island? Are you, are you sort of like north? Are you kind of like all over? I uh-huh. love Dalt Villa. I love around there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, more near the north of the island. It's the hippie area, boys and girls. <laughs> there's your Escanar. Yeah. Well, I, I think like hippies just want to be free and have a beautiful life, yeah, right? No, I agree. And I, I really believe that that's what we're here to do, yeah. like and create. Yeah. You know, you're both very creative people. Joe's obviously music. Uh-huh. Um, and there's something about music and some of my clients in the music industry. And I just love music mm. and creation. And like, there's a lot of creative people on that island. Like, oh, there's so. something very magical about that island. Yeah, no, I'd have and to agree. I'd have to agree. Yeah. And I mean, I, some, I get really emotional when I leave or when I go back. And I think, like, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, you know, we're talking about Ibiza because we, we, we live the island. And, no doubt, those of you listening will have your own special place in the world that you, you just go and you, you disappear into yourself with your friends and your family and you can just take a moment to be yourself. And mm. I think travel does give you that. I think travel gives you the ability to step away from your norm, you know, to step away from that, um, if you're in London, the, the, the idea of that rat race, that busy nine to five, that chasing, whatever that thing is. Um, travel gives you that escapism. And then that moment where you land, think, oh, here we go again. And what's interesting about that moment, I think, is that it doesn't have to be that way. Oh, you can live as if life is a holiday. Well, you can. Doesn't that take money? Not really. Oh, really? Explain. What's the essence of, like, what is it that you... What's that feeling that you get when you're just, like, on holiday and you're like, oh, my God. Well, it's freedom, is isn't it? It's, it's freedom yeah. of time. It's freedom of money. So you don't think you can have freedom every day? You can have freedom every day. Um, I'm talking about the idea of living like you're on holiday every day. Now, when I go on holiday, for me, it's the ability to not have to worry about those external variables for a moment, whether it's a week or two weeks or however long you're on holiday. So you might not have to pay that bill or you might not have to, I don't know. You not pay for your drinks in Ibiza? Well, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm, I'm quite well known in Ibiza on the island. <laughs> Shout out to Blue Marlin. Um, I, well, I think... We, we need that moment to get away. I don't think you need those external variables. I think getting perspective is like absolutely yeah. gold for the soul. Yeah, sure. Like going sure. and like getting out of something and, and getting different perspective and coming back. Absolutely amazing. So this leads me on to um, some of my says that it's not very... I was going to say something about kindness well, to do with the travel. Well, go on, please do. Please do. Yeah, please do. I was just thinking yeah. because recently, because I've been going to Ibiza a lot because uh-huh. I'm kind of working there and yeah. in London and, and, and Yorkshire. Mm. Um, and I find that the people are so kind. Like the, I am just, I don't know what's going on, just attracting the most incredible people into my life and the most incredible tribe in a, on Ibiza on the island. Wherever I go, I just meet, meet these amazing people. And I was thinking, you know, maybe one, of, one group of people actually that I met, there was um, a guy called Danny Whittle and his wife um, who do a, like um, 
uh, what's it called, hiking thing, in the, like on a Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Probably don't need to put his name in there, actually. <laughs> Um, so fine. you're hi- they're hiking PR in the morning the and, company. you know, you're just chatting and everyone's having a lovely time. Yeah. That's part of their day. There's three hours of hiking mm-hmm. and then swimming in the sea sure. and, and all that kind of stuff. So, like, everyone's, like, really kind. Uh-huh. But it's like, well, I guess they're in the best conditions to be kind, right, aren't okay. they? So yeah. this kind of goes back to what we were saying yes. before about is it in you or uh-huh. is it is it your environment? Right, right. And I think, you know, obviously maybe a lot of those people have created that for themselves, mm-hmm. but they are kind of, because they are more considerate because they're feeling happier in themselves and they've got a bit more time like when I lived in London compared to living in Harrogate um I I couldn't stop for every person that I saw on the tube and like be kind and be like hey there's just so many people right and then I think maybe that energy the collective energy and I'm not saying that people in London are unkind but I think it feels like a less kind and friendly environment because there's so many people focusing on what they're doing in a very very stressed out environment they've got to do everything really quickly Mm -hmm. whereas up here I went for a walk this morning half nine this morning literally about 35 people said morning to me I was laughing out loud to the universe like seriously this is amazing again shout out to Yorkshire shout out to Yorkshire and I love London I was there for 11 years and I'll probably go back and it's incredible and what a wonderful place but like yeah, so I love the, the thinking that you're doing in terms of like different areas and different cultures uh-huh. and kindness and yeah. stuff because yeah. that will be a really interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I am still the same person, but I probably am overtly kinder or appear kinder in Yorkshire because, right, right. you know, the energy is just a bit more like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have created a bit more time in my life sure, and I'm sure. doing what I love doing and following my heart and all that kind of stuff. Whereas when I was in Ibiza, uh, when I was in Ibiza, yeah. always happy there. Yeah. When I was in London, it was a, a lot more kind of fast paced, stressful commuting, uh-huh. you know, going out and getting drunk at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's London life. Yeah, that's London. I remember when, when, uh, when I lived in London myself and thinking back, I was happiest in the summer and specifically in the summer, when the weather's nice, and I don't think you have to be in Yorkshire or Ibiza or London. I think when the weather's warmer, yeah. I think people are warmer. It just it just makes you feel good. It just mm. makes you feel good. It's 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 more about that, that that sense of freedom. People, I don't know, gosh, barbecues, out with friends, drinks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or when Nature. it's cold, people climb up. And I get it. You know, it's we're now in the autumn, winter months. Um, it's getting darker outside, etc. People might perhaps feel. They might want to not go out as much. But to your point, Laura, you talked about um, food and we talked about those types of foods that we should be eating, right, uh, in these winter months. And, mm. and the quote my my mum, you know, life is a season. And I think we'll go through these seasons. I think definitely there is time for, you know, the warm summer months and there's time for those autumn and winter months as well. For um, sure. And I think that's a really key part of everything that we're talking about right Mm. now because it's all about nature right and if you look outside and 
you see, like you'll see the seasons of nature, mm -hmm. right? And we are all cyclical beings. We all have cycles. Internally, we have cycles. And we can't always be on, like in our full, fullest kind of, kind of expansive before, state. Yeah. Yeah. We can't always be on fire on our A-game. Like the moon, like the full moon is like on fire right now. Mm -hmm. In two weeks time, it will be dark and, you know, then there'll be the new moon. And that's a time for like resting and just noticing, you know, what our intuition is bringing up and like what our intuition is saying and just having a minute and so, slowing down. So Laura, for those of you that's listening, when, when we're in a full moon, is time to act? and do the things you need to do? We have more energy around okay. the full moon, right. okay. for sure. Right. And then around, and, but our intuition probably might be, we might be a bit chaotic and we might be a little bit wired, like Luna, Lun, like the full moon lunatic kind yes. of comes from that. I see, of course. <laughs> right, sure, sure. Like, there's a lot of scientific stuff. Like there's a lot of studies, like, you know, all sorts of stuff goes on around a full moon. Um, a lot more accidents. Like people just haven't got... Is this true? Yeah. Like if you go to A&E, they'll be like, oh God, full moon. Here we go. <laughs> like all sorts of stuff. But like it's all being... It's all like having this awareness and connection and yeah. knowing that we are part of nature and knowing that as human beings, we can't always be brightly lit in the sky, that we must have moments where we are slower and that we are maybe a bit lower energy mm. and knowing that that's okay and being kind to ourselves uh -huh. in all of those flows, right? It, that is absolutely key to being happy. Yeah, and agreed. knowing that and having compassion for other people and knowing that they're on a different cycle maybe to us or whatever everything's I, I, then I start thinking mm, I'm being cynical again Tim and maybe it's more about me than it is about about you or any of my guests because I I, I I do believe that we can be good I do believe we can be kind I just don't oh, I don't know I don't know if the world I'm going to say this I don't know if the world is kind I think it's a hard difficult place at times and I have to segue that at times mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that one doesn't have to be unkind. I just feel as if understanding, you touched, touched on the word duality there, understanding the yin, the yang, that there's good and there is bad. If one can have an appreciation of both, just my worldview, then you can walk the path with an understanding that it can't always be good. There has to be bad. I don't know if I'm right or not, but my, my, my worldview is... If I understand bad or if I understand the consequences of acting that way, I understand what I need to do to be good. And so if I've seen bad or if I've mm -hmm. seen unkind behavior, I know what I need to do to act on that. I don't know whether or not that is um, true of all people, but I certainly believe that by understanding that if you walk past someone on the street and they're asking for some money or some food, you could easily walk past them because you're busy or you haven't got time or you feel as if they don't deserve it. But if you see that constantly, two things are going to happen, in my opinion. You're either going to be blind to that and just carry on walking, or you're going to think, what's going on? This can't, this can't be right. And you, have, you take a moment and stop. Mm. However, to your point, the world we live in now, we are bombarded by content, we're bombarded by noise, we're bombarded by constant stimulation to the point that I feel as if we're blinded by it. Mm, yeah. Which is where we come in. It's changed people's views on that. <laughs> That's the purpose of the podcast. It's mm. to get an understanding of what is kindness. It's to get an understanding of what are the so-called death reminders. You know, if we were to die tomorrow, and this is the question I ask all of my guests and I'll, I'll ask you, Laura. If you were to die tomorrow, 
and, and God forbid that would ever happen to you. <laughs> I definitely want to get to 40. Yeah, definitely. Big party in a beeper, obviously. <laughs> well, you're going to die tomorrow, uh, hypothetically. What are you going to do differently today? Not necessarily now, but just, okay, the day's starting. <laughs> what are you going to do differently to make the world a better place? To be kinder, to, to be, be kind. the kindest in the room. To be the kindest in the room, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, sure. Well, I think, um, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it really does go back to just being present, okay. doesn't it? And being aware of other people and coming out of your life and your stuff that's going on and kind of looking outwards and noticing others. Um, I think that's really... So noticing people, acknowledging them, giving, yeah. giving them your time. Yeah, or a little smile. Yeah, like, you've got a smile enough, right? I'm a massive smiler. That's how we, uh, we, we connected, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a massive smiler. And like, you know, I don't always feel great. And sometimes someone will smile at me and I'm like, oh, brilliant. You know, that's just lifted my spirits. And I think that thing of just those tiny little kind moments mm-hmm. really help like humanity Definitely. and it causes like an impact like a butterfly effect yeah. one person can go down the street and be like morning yeah, yeah. and then that ah oh, yeah. oh brilliant i'm gonna say morning to the next sure. person yeah. oh my god morning love your dog brilliant yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then that person goes sure. on and it's just all those little yeah. little things isn't it so i don't think it's being like okay i'm going to be the kindest person like and and ticking all these boxes i uh-huh. just think it's just being present, okay. getting out of your own stuff for a uh-huh. minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do you know what? Sometimes you can't. Well, if I was dying tomorrow, then obviously I, all my stuff would like be dealt with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like spread my infectious laugh and Got just it. smile and yeah. give people hugs and I don't know, create some joy and happiness. Well, I think it's really important. And um, again, it's the question that I will ask my guests. And for that reason, just to get those sort of seeds and pockets of wisdom so that if you're listening now and you get a sense of that life is tough or life is hard or, or difficult or you don't know where the next meal is going to come from or you're having a really sort of challenging time, taking a moment, as Laura says, to align and to think of those happy moments, to smile. And this is not... Um, wishy-washy this is scientific evidence that shows all these things right? well this is gratitude yeah very much so being yeah. grateful uh-huh. wherever you are uh-huh. and some days it's a lot easier to be grateful some some days it's like oh there's a million things i can be grateful for yeah some days and in some situations some really really desperate situations and when that kind of fogs come over you and you're feeling really trapped in that moment and that experience it's really hard to think about things that you're grateful for, but if you can think of one thing and maybe that one thing is I am alive, yeah. you know, I have eyes, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I have just eaten something yeah. or I have got food in the fridge or, you know, whatever. Um, it, then it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And when we focus, whatever we focus on grows, that is the energy, that is law of attraction. So if we're sat there and of course, like experiences completely consume us sometimes, that is part, and like you've just said, we can't, you have to have the bad sometimes to have the good. Those dark depths of our lives, and we've all had moments or Mm -hmm. we've all had experiences, we've all got stories. 
um, they color our lives and give us the most beautiful, highest, gorgeous moments that we just wouldn't have had right. had we not had those. So, and I know that in those moments, it's so difficult to think of anything positive. And it's like, uh, you know, everything's absolutely shit right now. Yeah. But if, if you can just think of one thing that you're grateful for. And at that moment, obviously that person doesn't need to be the kindest in the room, right? There are other people that can be kind mm. and help support that person, you know? And then that person, you know, evolves or whatever in a few years' time. Mm. Maybe they're going to be the one that's right. supporting other people and right. giving it back. It's like little gifts of kindness Absolutely. that we're all, yeah. you know, we're all in it together, yeah. And, you know, all being kind and, uh, you know, but just focusing on that one thing that you're grateful for. And maybe it's two things, maybe it's three things. Uh Um, And sometimes we just need to embrace and surrender to that moment of darkness. And it's okay just to kind of fall into that. But then it's, uh, you know, and we have to feel all emotions and all emotions are there for Mm. us, telling us something. They're all very much valid. We're not always going to be like high, you know, sat in all these beautiful feelings of joy and stuff all the time. Uh We do have those lower energies because like duality, that was it. But yeah, just, but then kind of going, okay, I know what this is trying to tell me. I know what's going on here. And I, my intention is to move through this or let it move through me. Okay. And getting slowly out of it and looking to the next thing of gratitude or, you know, whatever. And, and knowing that there are kind people in the world. There is beauty and kindness in the world. Laura, I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and if you find that I'm sort of looking across the table at you thinking, or I hope you're not thinking, is Tim thinking, oh, what is she talking about? I'm not. I'm, I'm in absolute awe of you, Laura. And um, I'm, I'm glad you've been uh, brought into my life. I, I think, um, you know, the energy that you bring, I think, to this room and to any room that you walk into is an absolute credit to you uh shout out to laura's mum and parents for, 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 for making uh, this Linda. individual uh, laura where can uh, our listeners find out a little bit more about about you and what you're up to well i'm on instagram the yeah. secret inspirer yeah. um absolutely if you've got any questions on anything that i've said reach out sure. laura at the secret inspirer.com sure. or laura at the secret inspirer.com is no, the website sure. is The Secret Inspirer. Yeah. Um, and also, I was going to mention, actually, I'm launching uh, in January, on the 17th of January, on the Cancer Full Moon 2022, a Find Your Flow in 21 Days. Okay. So um, that's something where you're going to get an email from me if you subscribe or whatever. And um, every morning for 21 days, it'll have a voice note of me. Joe maybe might be able to help me with some of the recording of that. Um, but I'd love to offer your listeners a discount. Discount. So maybe we could put that on, you know, the communications yeah, sure, or something. Sure. But um, yeah. Well, well, my final question um, before we wrap up, and it's a question that um, all the guests are asked, and it's very simple. It's, it's what one piece of advice? I know you've, t- you've touched on a couple of things and a few things, but what one magical piece of advice would you give our listeners to live a kinder life? I absolutely would say be kind to you, be kind to yourself. It starts within. Um, Rest often, be slow often, nourish yourself, listen to your body. It's going to tell you everything that it needs and be kind to yourself. Embody kindness and you will be kind. Love it. 
Laura, uh, with that being said, you have been the kindest in the room. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute delight. I, I look forward to seeing you in the future grow as your spirit grows. And uh, maybe we can, uh, we can have that cocktail and Ibiza one day in the future as well. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Already there. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. It's been brilliant. Pleasure. pleasure. Thanks. <laughs> Lots <that>. of love. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.